It may not look like it, but this is actually a book. These are all works by artist Julie Chen, who creates books that are sculptural vessels for her written words. We live our lives as if the world were truly flat, as if the ground beneath our feet could anchor us forever in this spot, this moment in time. We base our understanding of the world on the map instead of on the journey. Julie is part of a growing movement of artists who are exploding the traditional notions of the book. I think book arts and artist books are one of the best kept secrets in the art world. What Julie's doing is taking the form of the book and looking at it differently. She's saying, well, what is a book? First time I saw an artist book, I was just totally mesmerized. I had no idea how the person made it or put it together, but it was just like magic. The idea that you could have text and you could have image, you could have pages, but they didn't have to be flat and they didn't have to behave like normal books was just so exciting to me. My favorite thing about Julie's work is when it's sculptural, when you look at it, you're all already drawn into a visual object. And she really uses both form and content towards one holistic message. I always loved paper. Um, growing up, my father taught me origami and I did a lot of paper crafts. And so before I discovered book arts, I was always buying paper and had no idea what I would do with it, no way to justify why I was spending $5 a sheet on paper. That's not the one. A lot of times when I'm starting a book, it starts with the words. But sometimes I'll go to the paper store and look at materials and there's something about the combination of colors or textures um, or surfaces that really help unlock an idea for me. This is the perfect thing because not only does it have a nice mid-range color, but it also has a very subtle texture. And I really like this texture with these little bits of fiber running through the paper, but on a day like today when I'm at Flax, I'll end up buying maybe 10 or 20 sheets of paper that I hadn't intended to, but, but eventually I'll use it for something. Julie turned her love of paper into an artistic journey when she enrolled in the book arts program at Mills College in Oakland. When I first went and visited Mills College, I had never heard of book arts. And as soon as I walked into the studio, I knew that this is what I wanted to do. There was something about seeing the equipment, smelling the, the solvents and the ink. It just felt like home. While still in school, Julie started up her own press, just as commercial printers were getting rid of their obsolete letter presses. I was under some kind of equipment lucky star because everybody would call me and say, well, you know, my print shop's closing down or I'm selling this one piece of equipment. Are you interested? And within the course of maybe a year or two years, I had almost everything I needed to publish limited edition books. 
And those of us who still do letterpress printing, one of the reasons we do it is because it's the most beautiful type of printing there is. And see, the more you put in, the, the smaller your lines get. And then this one, the water is... Now a professor at Mills College, Julie is inspiring a new generation of students with her passion for making books. Book arts is sort of a, it's a field with a long tradition where maybe earlier in the century you would have to apprentice with a, with a printer or a binder to learn this craft. And having the program at Mills allows me to work with students in a school environment where I can pass on the knowledge that I have. Um, this is called Leavings. It's a pretty straightforward structure. It's concertina. And there are pockets on the pages. And when you pull the tag out of the pocket, there's a little something that was left over in my studio, the leavings of the studio in a little glassine envelope. And on the back, there's more text and illustration. So here's another one with little little corners of paper <laughs> that I uh, couldn't bear to throw away. But um, this is the first book I've done that has a political content to go with it. So when you, when you see the box and you see the title, The Veil, you think, well, it's going to be about the Middle East. And then you pull the book out, and the book has these three-dimensional vignettes in every page with text at the bottom. And as you read the text, you discover that it's not really about um, the veil in the Middle East. It's really about the veil that we wear in America when we think about the rest of the world. Um, so after you read the book, you can set it up like a piece of sculpture because there are magnets in the cover. So it holds itself together like this. What yeah, really uh, shows up in the, in the very finest practitioners of this form is the degree of craftsmanship that goes into that um, production. And Julie's uh, craftsmanship is just exemplary. Julie's works are now being avidly collected and can be found in places like this, Stanford University's Special Collections Library, where Roberto Trujillo manages holdings that chart the historical development of the artist's book. The vast majority of the works here are recognizable as books, in contrast to Julie's pieces. This Lead the Artist is clearly a book. It's, you know, it looks like a book. When you go over here and you look at some of the Julie Chen pieces, you're not sure if you're getting a box of candies in the Bon Bon Mott's piece or a book. So then you discover that each of the pieces, each of these candy pieces, if you will, is, is a book. It has text, and they're all letterpress done. Uh, sometimes we'll, we'll see pieces that I personally am not sure if they belong in a museum or they belong in a library. Julie's latest work pushes the boundaries of the book form even further. But you have to make sure that the glue doesn't go out too far. With her assistant, Macy Chadwick, she fabricates in paper, plastic, wood, and metal the 70 or so pieces that will comprise each edition of Personal Paradigms. This is Personal Paradigms, my latest work. And it's a board game. So you have lots of pieces that go with it. I started to think about 
ways to include the viewer in the experience of the book. So instead of me just presenting my experience or my ideas, the reader has to play the game, draw from their own personal experience, and then record that experience in a ledger book so that they become part of a collective record of the experiences of all the people who've played the game before them. There's a, hundred, there's a place for 100 players uh -huh. in this book, and so you're going to fill out uh, both okay, so sides. So you can see that, that some people really group things close together. Julie uses a lot of maps in her work. You have maps as backgrounds. You'll see it in her game, which is a new piece. You'll see it in her older books, that you really are exploring a geographic terrain that's an interior terrain. But I kind of like this one, even though he didn't follow the rules strictly. One of the messages I'm trying to get across in my work in a general sense is that you are not alone. It sounds kind of hokey, but the idea that all of our experiences are connected. And so when you read or handle my books, hopefully something will resonate for you from your own life.